Welcome to Naked and Raw. Hey everybody, this is Stormy. And this is the Jungle King. This is Naked and Raw, where we take your favorite songs and we break them down to the most naked and raw tracks. We'll dissect and explore some of the best music out there. So join us now as we find the hidden treasures between the tracks on Naked and Raw. All right, we are back. It's season two. I'm excited. Are you excited? That's right. It's season two. <sighs> I'm the Jungle King. And I'm Starmy. And we're back for season two of Naked and Raw. Man, right. we I can't believe we knocked out, 20, was it 25? 25. 25 like episodes. Yeah. Okay, we're calling it season two. It's really a semester, okay, because this, this all takes place at a college, and uh, in between classes, we come in here and we do this, so... Just so, for fun. So season two is really semester two, but the fact that we knocked out 25 episodes in one semester is pretty impressive. So think we can top it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think sometimes I like to put the time into the research, and, and sometimes that slows us down a little bit, and especially if we come up with some of these new ideas that we're coming up for this season. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to put some time in it. But I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. What we do here is we take a song and we break it down to its its most uh, basic elements, we, its original tracks. The, the, you know, Most songs, they're recorded in a recording studio in what we call a multi-track format, which means that we, re- we record everything individually. We layer it all together. We mix it up, and, and engineers do their magic, and they make it sound what you you know what you hear on the record, what you hear at home. Um, <clears throat> we take it all apart. So we want to listen to a band. We want to maybe just hear the kick drum, or maybe just the guitar. What's that vocal sound like with nothing around it? Right? It gives you a chance to really dissect it and get inside, and 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 it gives you sort of an insight of what happens in the studio, what happens with the artist. Things you didn't notice before because you didn't catch all the intricacies because it's mixed up, you know, with all the rest of the music. So we're going to take that and do that. Uh, This is a band that we've been talking about for a long time, but we hadn't done yet. So we're really excited about doing this. Alice in Chains. If we we haven't really touched on grunge at all, have we? No, we haven't. Okay, so that's not always a term that so-called grunge bands like to use. They don't like being called grunge. They don't like being called grunge. For me personally, I don't mind it, but it's. But we the have, bands themselves didn't always. We like have it. this. We have this need to categorize things as humans. We want to put it into a box so we know what to call it. So, like when I'm feeling like grungy, I immediately think of Alice in Chains. I think of Pearl Jam, of course, Nirvana, Nirvana right? Uh, STP, Soundgarden. Soundgarden, all these great bands that were big uh, all through the '90s and into the 2000s. Those are the ones that I like to call grunge. Whether they want to call themselves grunge or not, that's entirely up to them. So. Uh, but I definitely consider Alice in Chains. They came up in the early, early 90s, right around the exact same time as Nirvana in the same town. They both they both That's came right. up in Seattle. Well, Seattle's the hotbed for grunge. And I got to be in yeah. Seattle in 1992 when it was really just nice. kicking off. There were a lot of, uh, I was just visiting, I was performing up there and lots of flannel, um, lots of long hair, um, lots of cigarettes and weed. And uh, coffee. And coffee. So much coffee. You know, you go <laughs> around Pike's Place and there's just nothing but coffee. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. It was a really cool vibe. You could just tell it was electric. There was a lot of live music in that town. So, so And this, did you know that yeah. Seattle is where I was born and raised for the first 12 years of my life? And then I've gone in and out of Seattle a number of times. But unfortunately, I wasn't there during the grunge period. Ah, man. 
And what about during the Jimi Hendrix period as a kid? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. See, that's oh, so yeah. cool. Jimi Hendrix is out of <laughs> Seattle too, so and he has a statue on uh, Capitol Hill. You yes. can go walk right by the yeah. sidewalk. And there. there's a there's a museum down there. There's guitars. On oh yeah, the Hendrix it. Experience. Yeah. You if you're in Seattle and you love rock and roll, you have got to go see the Hendrix Experience. I'm, it's gonna it happen. is more than just about Jimi yeah, Hendrix. Don't don't do the normal stuff. I mean, yeah, go check out the Space Needle. That's cool and everything, but. You know, go go check out the culture. That's really what, that's the richness of Seattle. So, I had season passes to that place. Did you? Yeah, because I, it also had the sci- sci-fi museum in it. Too. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. I want to go now. I want to go right <laughs> now. A friend of mine just got on the train and took like a 36-hour ride up there and said it was the most amazing thing ever. And I, I, I want to oh, yeah. do that now. So, okay. Alice in Chains. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to do the song Man in the Box. Yes. Off of which album? Facelift. Facelift, which was released mm. when? Well, I, I get two conflicting ones, but it, right now my info says January 91, I mean. 91. So right yes. around the same time Nirvana was kicking up. Yep. These guys were kicking up. Um, <clears throat> I would venture to say Nirvana is probably grungier than these guys. These guys are a little more polished. Um, although when you yes. listen to it, there's really a lot of simplicity. There's not many tracks going on, even though it sounds bigger. So... Let's let's just jump in for a second. Anything else we need to know about Alice in Chains before we get started? I mean, yeah, no, there's so much well, we could talk I about, mean, but yeah. most of it's depressing. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we'll, we'll get into that on the other end. Let's okay. let's 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 listen to the art. Here we go right now. So we're going to start with all tracks: Alice in Chain, Man in the Box, and it starts with a count on the hi hat, so that they all know when to come in. Here we go. Listen to that grimy guitar, this right here, and this grimy bass. All right, and then this. We're going to come back to this. Okay, I don't normally like to stop it, but we, we have to just inspect that right there. What, what the hell is that sound? It's a combination of uh, our singer, whose name is... Lane Staley. Lane Staley. And our guitar player, who is... Oh, oh, oh I just had Cantrell. his name. Yes, Jerry Cantrell. Thank you. Ugh. <laughs> if only I knew the names of every human being ever recorded rock and roll, I would be brilliant. Okay, so let's listen. We're just going to solo those two together. Listen to what's happening right now. This is just a voice and a guitar. Now just the voice. It's got some phase on it. It's uh, obviously multi-tracked. He's got a couple layers. Let's go back to that guitar. Listen to what's going on here. So you hear that weird sound that's going on? Is that our talk box? Yep, exactly. He's using a combination of things, so I'm gonna stop right there. He's using he's using a, a, his amplifier to get a tone, and then they're combining it with a, a talk box. A talk box is this cool little piece of equipment. It's a it's a box with a with a speaker driver in it. You hook it up to your amplifier, and it bypasses your amplifier, so the sound actually comes out of a a, a hose. It looks like a clear garden hose, it's just a clear vinyl hose or tube, 
And that runs up your mic stand, and you tape it to your microphone, and it sticks about two inches beyond the head of the microphone, and you stick it in your mouth. And the sound actually goes through the tube and then into the microphone via your mouth. So as you change the shape of your mouth, you change the shape of the instrument and the way that it sounds. Uh, Peter Frampton used this. Joe Walsh used this. Uh, you know, uh, Rich, Richie Sambora's used it. Um, you know, Journey. All these bands have used it in, in different ways. Peter Frampton actually talked with it, and that's why it's called the talk box. But most guys just do this. <laughs> Anybody that's a guitarist is doing this with their mouth right now. You can't see me, but my mouth's going. (laughs) It's that wah-wah sound. All right, back into the whole song. Here we go. It's not delay. Let's put the harmony in with it. Here's the harmony. So that must be Jerry. Yeah. Wow, the amount of effects. See, now that right there is really anti-grunge. What do you mean? Well... If you listen to Nirvana, there's very little effect. It's his, his voice is dry and it's very present. It's almost like he's screaming right in your ear. They put him very forward in the mix, and they don't put a lot of effects on his voice at all. Um, intentionally, it's an aggressive style of music. And it's an aggressive sound uh, to have him in your face with no reverb, no space, just right up in your face. When you add reverb and you add delay, what you're really adding is depth. You're adding space. So now it sounds like he's farther back, and in this case, it sounds like he's in a cave or in a hole. Listen to all the delay on this. It's like in a big gymnasium. All the delays. All right, back on. All right, let's break down the drums here. Do we know who the drummer is? Huh? Um, you guys know. I can, I can you can Google it. it at home. We don't need to tell you. You'll figure <laughs> it out. So there's the kick drum. Let's throw some snare. And the overheads. Sean Kenny. Sean Kenny, good name. Now, one thing I noticed about this that sounds really cool, put in the bass with it, and listen how the bass and just the kick lock in together. That drives the song, that groove right there. Bum, 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 bum. Hear how tight that is? Put the rest of the drums in. Wow, wow, wow. Pull the drums out. his vocals Can you sew them shut? I never knew that's what he said there 
What a great voice. Hell yeah. Definitely a better singer than Kurt Cobain. I'm sure people want to fight me about that, but it's just the range was more solid. Here's that solo. Hendrix thing right there. Some tambourine. Just for some shimmer at the end. That guitar really fills it up. Let me pull the guitar out. It's just guitar, bass, and drums with the vocals and tambourine. Alright, here's the ending with a little chord thing at the end. Everybody jumps on it. So that Can You Sew Them Shut? Well, Lane Staley had a, a tattoo on the, his upper right back with a, a guy with a eyes sewn shut. Really? Was yeah. that before or after the song, do you think? Oh, they, I didn't. My sources didn't say. Gotcha. But I, I have a feeling it was before. And then they, that's why he wrote Inspired the lyric. Inspired the lyric. Yeah. Interesting. That was my, that's my guess. But Lane Staley was a tortured soul. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think it's clear. His music's really dark sounding. And you can tell whoever the engineer was. The, the guitars are layered really thick. The bass is really grimy. And and uh, and it's got a real raw sound to it, even though it's produced. You, you know, you put a little tambourine in there just to add some shimmer. But but there's a darkness to it. And, and his tone, is even when he sings, it's almost like he's wailing. It's just this... Um, That's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah. It's if you like yes. that style, that dark that. music, then then absolutely, it's cool. But uh, it paid a toll on on Lane. Um, he he ended up. Uh, this album came out in the early '90s, and then uh, what? Maybe two ten years later. 2002, he died. And he died of a, a drug overdose, heroin and, and cocaine. Yeah, he said that in the beginning drugs helped him and i think it he probably meant with his creativity and mm-hmm. in the end it was his he's he said in now they're hurting me uh, uh, we, how long it. how many people have to die before we learn that that heroin kills people it's not that i mean cocaine yeah. everybody did cocaine in the 70s and, and and very few people actually died from that you don't hear about cocaine overdoses by itself it's always with something it's usually heroin heroin just kills people you can't get out from under its grip and it and it stops your heart there's just it's it's too risky don't do heroin people we've lost way too many people i mean all these lead singers all the grunge groups you know they got hooked on heroin and they either died from the heroin or they killed themselves because they were depressed because they were hooked on heroin 
So, you know, Kurt Cobain, this guy, uh, Scott Weiland, uh, even more recently. Um, was it Chris Cornell? Was that, was uh, that yeah. a drug? Mm-hmm. Yep. They found, well, it, it wasn't heroin. He had troubles with that in the past. He struggled with depression, and it was alcohol and over-the-counter stuff. Not over-the-counter, uh, so prescription stuff, but he mixed them, and that did it. Ah, oh, man. Well, I hate to end on a downer. That just really sucked. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what happens, you know. Uh, uh, it's a music the style that was born out of angst and born out of anger and born out of... Um, clouds. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Having lived there a lot. Clouds. A lot. Yeah. Clouds. It's, there's not a lot of sunshine <laughs> in Seattle. I mean, this time of year, maybe a little bit. That's nice. It's really nice. This is the time. If you're going to go, go now. This yeah, or the here. fall. The fall There's, is beautiful yeah. there, but man, it is cloudy and rainy a lot, and yeah. I, I got to experience some of that. And it didn't bother me too bad, but I can imagine living there all the time. It's gloomy. It can be gloomy. So you know, if if you're that kind of person, it's your place. But if not, stay in sunny Southern California, <laughs> or, or get out. Even this uh, facelift was recorded in two places. Actually, it was recorded in. Um, at London Bridge in Seattle and uh, Capitol Recording in Hollywood. So oh, so they came down here and did some recording. They did some recording down here as well, yeah, mm. off of the Columbia label. That's what Nirvana did. Remember, Nirvana yes. came to Sound City. They literally loaded yeah. up into a, a van and just drove straight from Seattle all the way to, to you know, the valley. Yeah, they weren't even sure if they were going to make it in that van. I think it did break down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they made it and they moved into the studio and they recorded the yeah. one of the greatest... You know, that ushered in the whole grunge thing. Doesn't Dave Grohl own that board? Yeah, Dave Grohl yeah. went back and bought. That's so cool. That that, that studio was closing yeah. down. Dave Grohl went in and bought it and rebuilt part of the studio in his own studio, yeah. just so that he could. You know, and and he did a whole documentary about. It. If you ever get a chance to see Sound City, oh, yeah, Dave Grohl it. brings in all the artists that recorded through that console originally in the '60s and '70s and '80s. And and they all get to record through it one more time with Dave Grohl. Come on, how cool is that? That's so cool. So we definitely are going to have to put some Foo Fighters on their future docket here. True. And uh, some Nirvana, Nirvana too. definitely. So so yeah. look for that from us in the very near future. We're going to be digging into uh, all the other cool grunge acts and the and the people who kind of came after that you know it, it evolved and and those acts that came after that we're going to dive into that too all right that's going to wrap it up for us thank you once again for joining us here on naked and raw see you next time